Two guys. Two topics. Two, two, two. two opinions. You talk. Give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. You know, like I was explaining earlier, it, there's just a situation that cropped up that they hadn't really prepared for. They didn't really think about that. But I think it's good for the military academies. And look, the Mountain West Conference is going to try to do what they can to make sure that every team in their conference has you know, somewhat of an equal opportunity to play games. So with one team not being able to play on that given week, why not let them play? And look, it's not that it's a BYU thing. It's a Mountain West Conference thing. And everybody would know that our attitude about playing these games is we want to play the games and we'll try to play them if it's feasible. So if, it's, if there's an open discussion about this, that's going to go on. We'd like to get in the mix. Just saw Chad Lewis walk up here. You know, one of the potential scenarios for uh, for to offset that that November seventh game because we have twelve teams in our league. So if you pull out Air Force, then somebody else has got to be off that week too. So you know, there there is talk. Uh, I I don't know how significant that talk is, but there's talk about a Boise BYU matchup on on November seventh. So. Uh, you know, there may be a one-off or two that are non-conference games, but for the most part, everybody's going to be conference only. BYU and Boise State today announced the two schools will play football on November 7, 2020 at Albertson Stadium in Boise, Idaho. The Cougars and the Broncos have met 10 times since 2003, including every year since 2012. Bam, it Go is Cougars! official. I'll go ahead and throw the retweet on that. BYU is officially playing Boise State November 7th in Boise. But who cares where they're playing? That is an excellent game scheduled. Kudos to BYU, Tom Homo, and Boise State. Uh, And John Hartwell. And John Hartwell for really – He nailed it. He did. He even got the date. Amazing. I think he's (laughs) dialed in or something. I think he knows something or someone. he might know something. Um, but I'm glad that's happening. That's awesome. Austin, you've talked about this in the past, uh, and, and, well, we've hit it thoroughly on the show, of course, over the years. The relationship between Boise State and BYU during Independence has been terrific. It's been a rivalry game. Most of the games have been really fun to watch. I mean, uh, our guy Tanner Mango who joins us on Mondays. Remember, that was the second Hail, Hail Mary game was against, uh, was against Boise State. Last year, BYU ruining their undefeated season. I mean, it's 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 been a, a really fun, a lot of fun games. Remember the uh, was it the 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 Riley Nelson game where he got hurt against Boise State, and Taysom came in and played. BYU lost by like one, I want to say. And on the way off the field, Bronco for some reason is like, Riley's still our quarterback. Riley Nelson's still our quarterback, and it's like, Coach, is is, is Riley going to survive the night? Because he's he looked hurt. So maybe give it like. Have you heard from a doc? Half a heartbeat. Yeah. And and to be fair to Bronco, I don't know what the question was. If somebody was like, "Is is Riley Nelson still your quarterback?" As they're running off the field, because that doesn't seem like a real productive time to actually ask that question. But <laughs> I still thought, wow, he's really doubling down on that before he even has any sort of clue. Yeah. And then there was that that big moment for Zach Wilson as a freshman up in Boise. When he oh, made yeah. that uh, faulty decision on the goal line, right, that w- that cost BYU that game and uh, a learning moment there, and we'll see what where he's come from from that day, and we'll get a chance to see him against them for a third time. No, he missed last year's game, didn't he? He did. Yes, he so did. So this will be his second time, right. given health. Um, and, and now you look at the BYU schedule, Jake, and 
that might be the one that you've really got excitement. Oh, with. that's the best game. Yeah, I, I totally agree. For a variety of reasons, that's the best game. Now, we'll we'll see what version of, of the Broncos we get this year from Boise State. You know, they've been pretty consistently good, though. I would guess they're going to be yeah. good again. I mean, you've got La Tech tomorrow. A big showdown. You, University of Texas San Antonio, the, the road runners, Correct. I believe. Uh-huh. Houston, if they can play football. Right, they've had a, they haven't been able to yet. A Horton-esque run of luck, they yeah. Have. Uh-huh. Uh, Texas State, who did they just start a school? The Armadillos. Never heard of them. Yeah, you have the what the what's the football movie with Scott Bakula? <laughs> Necessary roughness. <laughs> <laughs> they were good back then. You remember went with Scott Bakula instead of Kathy Ireland? <laughs> I did. I weird. Went with Scott Bakula. That's really there. really weird. <laughs> Uh, you know, they were good back then, but they had that <laughs> cheating scandal. <laughs> uh, Jeremy Evans, uh, Western Kentucky Hilltoppers, coming to okay. Provo All right. on Halloween night. And then the season uh, uh, on November 21st, North Alabama comes to Provo. Right. So now you sandwich in really only one game worth our time when That's it great. comes to X's and O's. With hey, Boise it's, State. It's it's terrific. Um, you, you're going to channel Gordon here for a second because he's talked about this a number of times over the past couple of days. You know, need need a, me- a measuring stick. Uh, this BYU team looks pretty good, but so do a lot of teams playing against some of this competition. And I said yesterday, I'm not. I, I'm going to try and refrain from complaining about the competition because I think, it, you know, Tom Holmes scheduled some games. People weren't scheduling games. And when conferences are not scheduling non-conference games, which, considering their independent status, would be a bit of a problem. So I I am not going to complain about it. However, it is real that you kind of don't know exactly how good you are. And you need some games in there to to really test that. And Boise is, is perfect. That's great. And it solves a problem for the Mountain West Conference. And and it certainly provides a, a, a good game for both leagues. I don't know how the TV is going to work because it's a Boise home game. So that's probably, I don't know how much BYU will get compensated for this particular game. Maybe Boise will throw them some cheese for coming up there, but they're not making money at the gate. So money's in tight supply. But I, I would guess it falls under the Mountain West Conference TV deal since it's a home game for Boise. And if, they're no longer with. ESPN. They are no longer with ESPN. They are with Fox and CBS, I believe. And that that in and of, uh, of itself has been uh, controversial because that was not a, a a real popular decision in Boise to uh, to move on from ESPN because ESPN has been basically giving them their extra kind of bump as far as compensation goes for the past several years. You remember that that the the Mountain West was going to at at the same time eliminate that special compensation for Boise. They, they tried to politic that right through. Break that down in more detail real quickly for those that maybe missed it a few months ago. I, and I I should have uh, had I known we were going this direction I could have refreshed on it a little bit, but uh basically when they reworked the TV deal and contr- contracts came up, so you, you, good opportunity to change said contracts, right? And so in the new TV deal going forward, the rest of the league tried to... Well, actually, let me rewind this even further. It, back when conference realignment was going on, remember that hot second that, that Boise State went to the Big East, who was considered uh, a group of whatever we call it, one of the, the BCS leagues, right? They had that automatic bid, which, of course, got Utah Pitt famously. Uh, but the Big East was falling apart because the ACC was raiding the Big East, if if you'll remember. So they were scrambling, and they added Boise State 
Who else did they add? Did they add San Diego State or were they just No, 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 no. They didn't they didn't do that. They just added Boise, I think. Anyway, um then the Big East fell apart, basically, and Boise reversed course and said, okay, well, we might be interested in coming back. And Craig Thompson, not being a complete moron, said, we'd love that. That sounds wonderful. Come on back. In fact, No I kept, hard I, feelings. I kept the car running outside. I've yeah, been here all, all along. You need a ride? Good. But Boise said, okay, well, we need, you know, we, how, how grateful are you that we're reversing course here? Huh? How much do you love how, me? How grateful are you indeed that uh that we are coming back and and craig said so grateful that uh we're going to give you uh, more than your share of uh of television revenue uh, to come back so essentially you'll you'll not be it will not cost you any money to come back from the big east which i i don't know if eventually it became true but boise has been getting more than the average share with the mountain west conference which probably is not a real popular thing with the rest of the mountain west conference because Nobody likes special treatment. Texas has a similar issue down in uh, in the right. Big Twelve, and we're not talking an extra hundred grand. We're no, talking we're talking about bullish. It's like uh, it, it was at least a couple million bucks. Yeah. So, um, we, so uh, fast forward to what was this a couple months ago when the TV deal came up and and the Mountain West Conference is reworking it. Well, they essentially took the bid that did not include ESPN. It froze ESPN out. So Boise, when they're reworking the contract, the rest of the league basically tried to say, oh, yeah, and Boise State, you've got a couple of years left of that uh, special stipend, and then you're going to be a normal member again. And they did it. It had to be on like a Friday afternoon or something. I mean, I remember when it came up on the show, it's like, wow, they're really trying to slide this thing on through. Anyway, long story short, Boise said, okay, yeah, no, no, because, you know, the only reason – that people are really watching this league is is because of that blue turp baby. So let's let's figure something out. Which they they said, okay, yeah, we kind of <clears throat> you got us. <laughs> You're paying attention. Psych. Just J.K. <laughs> Just kidding. Lols. <laughs> so I don't but know. That's essentially what happened. It is essentially the what Mountain happened. Mountain West tried to get it in there, and they got caught, and they went, ah, okay, all right. It's it. It's funny the politicking and the in the drama. I w- I would love to read you know in investigative books about this topic if if you know five people could ever you know be enough to sell a book because probably no one finds this interesting. But I mean the politicking amongst I I I think about the the conference dynamic back in the old Mountain West with with BYU TCU and Utah and the jockeying for position even before TCU got there of course. But the how BYU would would kind of want that special treatment, and they would run the conversation a lot because they have the most valued university. But Utah's this up and comer, and you've got the rest of the league that resents BYU because they're so good on the field, or certainly back in the in the whack days, and uh, how that eventually unraveled, you know, a, a huge portion of that uh, of that league. And it certainly didn't uh, hurt that Utah had another option like the Pac-12, and that probably sped things along. But there are still relationships that are damaged from that. I mean, they, there's still a, a question. Eric Weddle, and we're actually going to get to this a little later on in the show today, but Eric Weddle brought up uh, with Hanson Scotty. He was kind of joking at first, but it, it spurred a, a serious conversation about BYU um, – Going back to a league and and uh, and whether or not it would be better, BYU. You know, when we say they'd ha- kind of have to, um, they'd have to ha- handle it gently, is because you know there's still some hurt feelings there. Now, fewer and fewer, as you know, uh, 
athletic directors and presidents and all those things turn over with time. But, you know, it would be a delicate situation for them to uh, to do that and with their fan base as well. And But they do bring some good. They bring eyeballs. They bring some yeah. money. They no, bring they some bring, cachet. They're, they're worth that. They're 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 worth that. It it's actually kind of a flaw in the system in some contra in in some conferences, you know, in the Pac-12 where they're really adamant about the equal share. I mean, that is that is part of their ideals in that particular yeah, research conference. institutions equal share. Uh, At least yes. that's what they tell us. We're, we're all of us are so good that all of us deserve the same conference of champions and everything uh, but uh, the sports that you know. Right there you go. And uh, but there's, I mean, they're they're very they're very married to that concept. And at what point does USC go? Wait a second here. I'm putting uh, we're bringing more value to the table than than the mighty beeves of Oregon State, or for that matter, in the North Oregon. Right. What happens when uh, when they're like, okay, we we like having the advantage of Uncle Phil, but. We could have even more of an advantage because we're Oregon and right. we're interesting, and you know Washington's in a really good market. I mean, there's there's universities that are worth more financially, and this is no news, of course, new news to our listeners. But how you know Texas got tired of doing it that way, and they really played their hand to maximize their <laughs> their situation, and then it's it's incredibly ironic that they have been mediocre to below average in football uh since then i mean the whole the does, longhorns yeah. does the longhorn network even exist anymore it does it does yes i remember when it was like on basic packages was, you know you got it in there with pbs right huh? i couldn't <laughs> it was it was channels two four five thirteen uh 17 and the longhorn network uh, you can't get uh, just little rabbit ears. You got. I'm it. sorry. I'm sorry. You you can't get Big Fox with this package. <laughs> I know it's network television, but it's just not included. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, but the the good news for you is is you get the Longhorn Network. Uh, enjoy that. Enjoy that. Uh, the fine uh, Texas track team and whatever else they choose to to. Hey, the diving a, team is top-notch this year. To populate a 24-7 network. What a ludicrous idea that is to begin with. Anyway, we are way, way yes, off. Yes, we the, are. We are off the— The news again was— The news again was Boise State and BYU will be playing in Boise November 7th. I, for one, am very excited. I hope Boise uh, turns out to have one of their better teams, and I hope we're in for a really great football game on November the 7th. You guys talked with Rob Morris yesterday. And you specifically, in fact, it's our promo running today. You specifically asked him to put himself in the position of a BYU football player and how appreciative they should and, and are and how he would be appreciative of the job that Tom Homo did to salvage a season in 2020 right. when, uh, as we've discussed before, everybody east of Texas or west of Texas, excuse me, was not playing football anymore. And BYU was the lone team out here looking for a schedule still. And he put together, and now you, you, you fast forward to today, and Rob said he'd be appreciative. Now you've got a game that actually matters nationally with, a, with at least a, the wrapping paper that's on it. Yep. It's Boise, BYU, that rivalry that you discussed that was birthed a few years ago. November 7th is a long way away from right now. And it might as well be two years away in pandemic time. Right. Based on who will be playing for either team that day, we don't know. 
but the excitement still is there. It's a game that we know and love and we watch for every year, and it's back on the schedule. You want to know what my favorite moment in uh, BYU-Boise State game in the last 20 years is? Um, and, and it was not a particularly good game, if memory serves, but just an incredible moment when BYU kicker slash punter Matt Tr- Matt Payne, the Payne train, was was like I think it was two kickoffs in a row or something like that. Just ended somebody. He, I mean they they, they their spirit, if you believe in that sort of thing, was separated from their body for for a brief moment in time. And then that person revived themselves. They brought out the smelling salts and that Boise player got up and said, Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Was that freight train that just ruined my life? That was the kicker? <laughs> Who lit a bus onto the field? It was amazing. Wait, why is the bus wearing number 37? And or whatever he was, yeah. I can't. I, that man, he was a huge man. He was a big guy. And a, for a kicker. And he he went viral for that whole thing, like or as viral as you could back then. I mean, you know, ESPN Sports Center or whatever. And I, I think he liked it. And if memory serves, he actually tried, you know, he actually had a few more hits down the line. But I think he had a miss that really, like, cost him a game. I think you're right, yeah. I'm trying to remember what that was, where he was, like, headhunting, and he that's, had a miss, and the guy was, like, gone or something. And it was like, oh, well, oops. That's my, my best friend in high school did that. He was he walked on as the kicker and decided, I'm not going to just be a kicker. I'm going to be a hitter, too. And on his first kickoff, gave up a touchdown because he <laughs> tried to run down and make a tackle. Make a huge because if you're the uh, if you're the kicker, you're kind of the last line of defense. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Well, this was uh, it was a hundred years ago. It was like 1999. When was that game? No, it, it was it was early 2000s. I just pulled up the September 19th, 2012. Oh, it's only eight years ago. Oh no, that must that's be when this. Right. No, that's when this was posted. You're right. Oh, I just saw that hit. Because wow. wasn't it the bib jersey years? Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, it had to be like. Seriously, it had to be like oh, oh one. No, let's see. Was Lavelle the coach or was no, Croton? no, no? It 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 was Croton. It might have been oh. So oh one or oh two then? Oh man. But Just anyway, leveled. Everyone up, knows the moment we're talking about. Incredible. And then uh, the other fun moment was the weird Bronco Mendenhall celebration when the when BYU's defense held Boise State for three three. Uh, sorry, uh, they was like. Uh, first down and goal from the one or something crazy and they held him to a turnover on downs do you remember that and bronco yeah. did his little weird dance yeah, around the that's field right. yeah fun stuff in this game bronco was a like a fun celebrator like when bronco would get excited remember those videos that came out when they beat cal with our boy Stu at quarterback it was like a shootout kind of game oh, and those right. videos that came out of bronco celebrating like, yeah he, he gets into it Oh, he's a passionate man. Somebody who's he's is, a weirdo, but he's a passionate. I mean, weirdo. just comes off publicly as so kind of dry. Had a had a side of him that was fun. Like you talk to his all his players said, "Oh, you just don't." He's he's funny and he has this really fun side that that we just so rarely saw. But uh, anyway, let's hope he forgets all that now that he coaches at UVA. You got to ask Jordan Pendleton that coming up at three, because uh, he yeah. and Bronco, I think, are very philosophically different. Right, but Jordan seemed to love playing for Bronco. Yeah. So, um, pretty much all the players that I've talked to over those particular years, all the, Jan Jorgensen loved playing for Bronco, and Bronco totally morphed his defense to limit Jan's effectiveness right in the middle of his career. That's there, true. and Jan still, uh, still loved Bronco. Real quick here, um, Jeremy tweets the show. He said, uh, and Jeremy's uh, bleed blue. Jeremy, so you can imagine he's a big Weber State fan. 
Uh, no, Jeremy tweets us all the time. We love Jeremy. He says, uh, why would BYU take less money and less exposure and lose the ESPN deal and go back to a G5 conference a la the Mountain West? No way that's better. I'll take 7-5 and five season playing good opponents than going 10-2 and two playing at Laramie and not seeing it on TV. I get I get that argument. I, the the money one they they'd have to figure out. They'd have to get some sort of Boise State like, come on, we're we're generating a bunch of revenue on our own, and you can't make us. Maybe maybe we'll take a little trim on the haircut front, but we're not. You know, we're not uh, we're not going to cut off our nose to spite uh, spite the face. So I certainly understand that, Jeremy. And, and everything uh, addressing the rest of his tweet is really just opinion. I I don't think independence is interesting. I like the conference race. I like the familiarity with the opponents. I mean, you say, you know, even in your tweet uh, where you say, rather go there than at Laramie. Well, that's because there's all this crazy wild history in Laramie that you're familiar with Wyoming. And you know what a a, a, a not populated part of the country that that is. And (laughs) the stadium is uh, is in disrepair and. Uh, the 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 fans. Do they have plum, the, plumbing at that stadium? I'm not. Sure. I'm not. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, the 15 fans that they do have are are overly drunken most of the time. And I mean, half clothed. Right. And it's it's cold and it's, and it's not, windy and yeah. it's miserable and all this stuff. But but once in a while you get and I know it's not BYU, but once in a while you get the Joe Glenn flipping off wit moment where it's just like this is hilarious and great and kind of you know the the I I miss that with BYU and Independence and you get a quote unquote more interesting opponent. Sure. But there are a limited number of those, and then the other side of the coin is not all that terrific because not only are you not familiar with the opponents, but they they are, are barely football teams. Um, so I I don't know. And then the better opponents, you play them, you beat them, you play them, you lose, and then poof, it's all over. You're not going to play them again. You don't even give them a second thought. Maybe there's a return game, but you know I I like the intrigue of a conference race. I like I hear the, you. I like the intrigue of when you're out of it, but you're playing the the best team in the league and you you can't stand their fan base ruining their season. I, I, yeah, that you lose that. You stuff. lose yeah. all of that. Yeah, and so. But to, to, to argue, you you started this uh, by saying you find parts of independence not interesting. Those are the parts I don't find interesting. I miss the relationships, the race. Not having a race, right. I find I is you, I lose interest. But the other side of it is, it is much more interesting talking all week about a matchup uh, in uh, the, the Camp Randall than it would be Laramie. Kind from of from a football standpoint. Right now, where the programs sit, that particular game sure is more interesting. That's but, what I but, mean. But, yeah. but part of the conversation always is, well, yeah, but you beat. Wyoming and TCU loses to whomever, well, then you set up this game. And it's all put in this context of the long run as opposed to, well, let's talk about what the Cougs have to do in the first quarter. Yeah, right, yeah. You know, and and not that we don't do a fair amount of that, but we do a five-hour radio show here, man. Yep. Hey, real quick before we break, had a little birdie tweet me. In that game where uh, Matt Payne, I think it was, the or Payne was it train? Mitch Payne? No, it was Matt, and his brother Mitch also okay. uh, ended up kicking That game, he ended someone's life on the sideline. Yeah, yeah. He uh, also apparently missed the game-winning field goal that night. Oh, so, did he? Yeah. So that... <laughs> So it was a good game because there was a BYU-Boise State game around that era that was not so, so good. That game was good, and Payne ruined that dude and then missed the field goal? <laughs> that's, what I'm oh, to- that's what I'm told. Man. Yeah, yeah. Man. I wish, 
I wish I could have been on that sideline and been close enough to that guy when he was told it was the kicker that did that to him just to see his reaction. Don't lie to me, man. St- the kicker. I'm already in pain. That was that was the kicker. He looked like a wily e. coyote cartoon for a moment. Like his spirit and the ball kept going, but his body stopped on the forty-one stopped immediately. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, he little, missed little Acme uh, ambulance he drove missed... out and scraped him off the ground. Yeah. He missed the game winner. Well, yeah, because I'm sure he rattled himself with a hit like that. Sure, he came away he was from that thing like seeing ooh. cross-eyed. I believe, yeah. <laughs> like ooh. Ooh, that, that oh uh, head injuries, that funny a, stuff. That was a hard one. No, but that I mean, <laughs> and the fact that it was the kicker. Yeah, I just want to be right there when the guy's like his teammates, like, dude, you realize you just got leveled by the kicker. We're gonna. He's like his first reaction is probably like, oh man, I'm gonna get made fun of a lot for this. This is this is my reputation now from here on out. I better win the Heisman because <laughs> short of that, I'm gonna be known as the guy that got decleated by the kicker. Oh, that's every funny. meeting. They're going to start every meeting with like, "Hey, let's just review here. Let's <laughs> let I know this was several games ago, but uh, Here's how you don't return kicks. Let's 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 replay the clip of uh I don't know what the guy's name, you know, Timmy getting decleated by the kicker. Let's go ahead. Let's let's get the end in slow-mo this time. And oh, you can you can see the part right here uh where his soul leaves his body. Although to Timmy's credit, this, this was not Martin Grammatica. Right. This was a man that was nine feet tall and uh, 600 he pounds. He was a big was, guy. Yeah. yeah, he was a big guy. All right, stay tuned. So the breaking news, BYU, Boise, it's on uh, November the 7th in Boise at Albertson Stadium. It's basically the previously scheduled game. So, all right, stay tuned. More next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.